Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. Get ready, everybody, for some Drink of Ages Radio right here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. This week's show, we have from Copperhead Brewery, Seth Ernest and Matthias De La Salle hanging out. And then from Republic Hops, Michael Polvino and Rick Tyler. So everybody grab a pint or two and get ready for some Drink of Ages Radio. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. This is Drink of Ages radio show. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch, the producer. And we are here at Drink of Ages Pub. And, man, it's going to be a fun show this week. Uh... There's a lot of barrel-aged beers already poured on the table. I decided to hold off a little bit, but I don't know how, how long I can sustain. You need one. I, I think I think I need to finish this Copperhead Gold and jump right into the barrel-aged because it only makes the show better. Most from, definitely. And it's just probably pretty delicious. I haven't even tried it yet. So this week, like I said earlier, we have Copperhead Brewery, Seth Ernest, and Matthias De La Salle is hanging out. Maddie, Maddie D works perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Republic Hops, uh, this is really cool. There's a hydroponic hop farm just north of Houston, and these guys have put it together, actually growing hops out there that you will be finding in some beers here soon. We have Mike Polvino and Rick Tyler. Rick Tyler from Hop Stop, Hello. also part of Republic Hops. Howdy. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome to the pub, guys. Welcome uh, back to the pub, everybody, you know, because you guys have been here before. Always good to be A few back times. on Drink of Ages. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why that was like, a, it's like, whew, Drink of Ages. It's that time of week again. It's, before the show starts, like, like today, we're sitting over here, like Muskrash and I, we're sitting here talking, I'm drinking a beer, and it's like, man, I just don't, I just don't have it in me today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, get going. He's like, is it better than sitting in a cubicle? I'm like, you know what? I feel better about it already. <laughs> I already feel better about tonight's show. Something tells me you're still getting over GABF. That, uh, that well, that, that whole trip was, uh, wasn't even like a lot of beer or anything. You know, going this, this uh, the least hungover GABF I've ever been to. And, uh, but it was like the, the whole trip together everything leading up to getting home uh, I, I, yeah you're right i still haven't recovered from it it's it's like one track mind if, if, if multitasking is usually pretty easy but it's not anymore <laughs> so it's, it's like what am i doing right. what do i need to do don't distract me <laughs> and focus awesome and i i did see a picture where you and garrison had your faces like pressed into big piles of hops in the pacific northwest on that trip yes yeah we we did hop selection uh, and the second year of going up to yakima for hop selection for spindle tap brewery uh this year better prepared because we did it last year so we knew what we were getting into and had old buddy uh, 
old friend of mine who was actually working for the hop company. And so he was the one that was helping us. I was like, hey, man. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and so he was assisting us in uh, pulling the hop samples out and everything. But it is. It, it's uh, Citra and Mosaic. And they were all like four different batches and four different lots. And they were all so similar and such good. Like, it was like, man, this is a hard decision. And so ultimately we both decided on the same one, which uh, last year... I decided, I thought one, uh, we, we didn't agree on one of the hops, and of course he overruled me because he is the head brewer and I'm just, <laughs> you know, hanging out. So, <laughs> it's like, all right, Garrison, fine, you can have your hop. But, um, but yeah, the hop selection was really cool, and uh, we did drive through some hop farms, but at that point, they're all cleared out because of cold, uh, cold was really right. about to hit. So, they already cultivated everything, and it was just a bunch of dead fields and apple orchards. Yep. A lot of apples, though whole lot of apples um, but yeah that was that was a whole lot of fun awesome well now you won't have to go to the pacific northwest to stick your face in a bunch of hops <laughs> <That's right. laughs> just another month month and a half we can, we can just go right up the road right up 59 north and make our own hop angels on the floor there we go just roll around in some good hops which i learned the first year that's a bad idea because hops are super sticky they are and I had hop on me for, I mean, it, I, I probably still have hops on me from that. They didn't wash off. The binds are pretty prickly, scratchy. It's mm. not, not a good idea to just go diving into them. No, no, it's not one that you just want to run through the hop, the hop fields. No. <laughs> Scrooge McDuckett. Yeah. Just dive right in the hops, swim around. At one of the, the hop farms, it was like that. I mean, there was just giant room just full. I mean, just... Uh, deep, full bins of hops that you honestly could <laughs> dive right in. I would do it once just because. I think sure. I think the best hop photo was that one of Casey from Eureka oh, Heights. Oh, God. Where yes. he's laying there with a the headband on. I'm guess I'm hoping he's wearing underwear. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you can't really can't really tell but that's a pretty excellent photo of him laying in some hops at least they have pretty sexy natural antibacterial properties yeah, so, yeah, yeah. it's not going to catch anything <laughs> <laughs> might burn a little bit just a little bit yeah those are a little sticky uh, maybe a little stickier now on those hops Bank. <laughs> 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 What were we talking about? <laughs> Hops. Hops. Hops, baby. Hops. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, it was really cool. And then, so what's cool about what you guys are doing is because, you know, the Gulf Coast of Texas, south southeast Texas, is not really the ideal climate to grow hops. I, I tried to grow them back in the homebrew days, and uh, it didn't work. No. And so I know a few people that have actually grown hops, but they you can't use them. It's you can't use them to... Not for any kind of quality of brew. It just gets too hot. The oil is going to pretty much destroy the cone. Yes. Southern United States is basically off limits if you're growing them outdoors. Yeah. yeah. So you guys have corrected that and grown them indoors. That's right. Nice so, climate control, humidity control, and can actually you know set... Set it at just like the Pacific Northwest or other areas of the world where the hops really grow great. You can pretty much create the, the ideal climate for the type of hops that you're growing. Um, it's uh, You can control the humidity, temperature, light, uh, the nutrients to exactly what they need, water whenever they need it. Um, it's 
the the controls are there now to where you can automate it pretty well if you're willing to work with them and willing to get the right equipment in there. Uh, I don't know why I don't remember. Are these hydroponically grown? They are. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I thought so. So you, you grow in a medium that basically has no nutrients, and you supply them with what they need. So you have uh, your own nutrient mix, and depending on what stage of growth they're in, you can tweak it a little bit to, to either have them produce bigger leaves and more binds or more cones and better quality hops. I had some friends that uh, were into hydroponic growing stuff growing up, and... Uh, <laughs> They made some pretty magical plants. It's a cousin to hops. Sort of yes. related yeah. to hops. We didn't do a podcast about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing illegal, guys. I don't right. know what you're no. talking about. Uh-uh. Yeah. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. That's right. Yeah. It's actually so. Okra. Good, <laughs> delicious okra. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's pretty awesome, man. But the, the facility you guys have up there, you're growing a lot of hops. We have, uh, we grew 2,040 hops now. So it's a lot. Plants. Plants. Hop plants. Plants. Yeah. plants. Yeah, sorry. So, so how 2,040 buckets. With, with that, how much are you expecting to yield? So uh, it's, it'll develop over time. The first year, we're expecting about three pounds a hop per plant, and next year, more like six. And if we can move into a full two seasons, maybe a season and a half next year, um, then we'll be able to get up closer to 10, 12 pounds. So with, with uh, like hops that grow up in other regions, they grow, they produce a hop comb, then they go in, they cut them all down, strip the hops out of it, you know, strip the hops off of it, and then basically plant another round. Well, no, so they, they cut them back. The rhizomes develop over time, and they uh, when the cold weather comes in, um, if you're talking about the, the grows that are in ground up north, they cut the whole bind down when they're harvesting. We're coming in and hand clipping each cone off, so it disturbs the cone a lot less. You keep a lot more of the luplin that's in the cone, and that's what you're after for flavor. But uh, up north, they're, they're cutting down the whole bind. Then they get the hop cones off of that, dry them, pelletize them, ship them out. Um, but they, the rhizome stays intact, the roots stay intact, and then they grow back up the next year. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So the nice thing is growing hydroponically and climate controlled is we can create two growth seasons. So we can actually start growing again early this this spring, early first of the year, get a full season, then run cold water, near freezing water through the hydroponic system for about 40 days to trick the roots into thinking it's winter and then bring them out of that cold and they'll sprout again and we'll be able to get a second harvest before the end of the year. So we, the, the one thing that we have going for us here is the day, the length of day. You know, we we're always basically have a longer day than night year round. And up north, it's not the same way in the, in the Yakima Valley in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, where they're growing. Uh, so they have a much shorter grow season, one per year. It's pretty well set to that where if we can produce the right type of uh, climate temperature, then we can keep growing here. You still need to have them let, them let them have an off season, but we can have a lot longer grow seasons here if you can produce everything else that we don't get here. So this is a very hands-on situation. I mean, if you're clipping the hop cone off of each bind. Very labor-intensive. Very labor-intensive. Yeah, it is. But you have to work to get the quality out of them. So it's a extremely different process than, than what you're going to get out of what we all normally brew with is pelletized dried hops. It's going to get, you get a lot more out of the hop that you're growing. Um, so it's 
somewhat uh, there's more there's more conservation involved in that you are conserving the amount of lupulin that you have a lot better and the oil content which is very important uh, for the beer quality as well well that and uh, it's like copperhead can just call like hey i need 10 pounds of whatever this hop is and for a beer i'm making right now you're like yep. all right let me go pick some yep Yep. Be out there in the morning, deliver it in a couple hours. Yep. Ready to go. It's, or I guess probably with you guys, it'd be like, hey, these, this is how much hops are going to be ready at this time. And then it, I would imagine that people would change their brewing schedule just so that they could have the freshest hops. We'll, we'll have our seasons, right? So And that'll certainly uh, that'll be the case that we'll need to adjust a little bit to the seasons and what we have going. Um, but because we have them on the, the bind still, they we can keep – them fresher longer so that we can also adjust to the brewers and whenever they're ready so it's not like we have to be ready on this specific date we've got right. a few weeks that we can play with to, to like in uh, all through washington uh, driving through it's like man let's go stop and get a fresh hot beer yeah. all right there's 80 fresh hot beers <laughs> right <laughs> right they're in the right <laughs> season they all are yes <laughs> this is a super unique opportunity because because of the challenges of getting fresh wets from the Pacific Northwest or hydroponic growers in Colorado or up in the in the Northeast, you know, fresh wet hops are good. The qualities that make a fresh wet hot beer a fresh wet hot beer typically get about 48 hours from harvest. So when you're getting them harvested in the Pacific Northwest and then rush shipped overnight on a plane and delivered to your brewery or you have to go pick them up at the airport, Either way, you're talking about a 24-hour time period. So we're hoping to... At best, yeah. At, at best. Uh, you know, it really depends. I, I hear there are some breweries that can pull strings if they're big enough and get them shipped really fast, but that comes at a price. And now you'll be able to call us up. We'll handpick them that morning, and they'll be in your tanks within two to three hours, really, depending on how far you are from our, our farm. Obviously... Houston is a very, very large metropolitan area, but uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, the nice thing is where we're located, once the Grand Parkway is finished from 59 down to I-10, we'll be about three miles from the Grand Parkway. So we'll be very quick to a freeway artery that'll get the hops to everyone as fresh as possible, as fast as possible, and disturbed as little as possible. So we really are looking at a unique opportunity here where we can be the, the pioneers of maybe creating a fresh, wet hop season down here, which it, it's never been heard of. A lot of the brewers we talk to are like, eh, I don't like fresh, wet hops. Well, how come? Well, I've never really used them. Or, you know, I haven't used them on a big scale or whatever. Insert reason here. So we want to change that mindset. We want to create a fresh wet hop season, and heck, maybe even two, one in the one in the late spring and one in the fall. But I think it's a neat opportunity. Fresh wet hop beers have a lot of great characteristics. You know, it's a neat opportunity for breweries to make a small batch, sell it direct out of their brewery, straight to the customer, fresh as possible. Just really, a, a lot of really cool possibilities. Straight to the tap room. Drink of ages, hop stop. That's right. <laughs> yeah, come and get some wet hop. And, uh, yeah, well, maybe. I'm See. not here to shill my own place. <laughs> At least not this segment. Not this one. All right, let's take a break because, uh, yeah, I think it's time to, for me to finish this. Very tasty, by the way. Copperhead gold. Very light, easy drinking. Uh, and just go the complete opposite. 
Oh, yeah. O- opposite end of the beer spectrum entirely. Yeah. Time to get some, some BA Black Venom. <sighs> All right. Next segment's going to be pretty fantastic. You want to stay tuned <laughs> and listen. Uh, this is Drink of Ages, Copperhead Brewery, and uh, Republic Hops hanging out here at the pub. Be right back. What do you know about a juicy burger? Over the wall, there is a kingdom called Humble, Texas. There is the best burger joint. Burger, I am humble. Spanish beef with grilled jalapeno and fried egg. Or crispy chicken with buffalo sauce and bacon. Even veggie burgers, beer, wine, and for the ladies, 14% margaritas and jello shots. Taste the difference today at 20845 Highway 59 North. The best burgers are at Burger I Am Humble. You can even check them out online at www.burgeriamhumble.com. Burger I Am Humble. The best burgers in Humble, Texas. Our friends over at No Label are doing a benefit for Evelyn, the taproom manager. Unfortunately, she's battling cancer at the moment. So this is short notice, but on uh, Saturday, October 19th, stop by No Label from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. There's going to be live music, a silent auction, raffle, guest bartenders from local breweries, food trucks, and more. And actually, I will be guest bartending at 1 p.m. tomorrow. So stop by, hang out, let me pour you a pint. Portions from all beer tips and food sales go to Evelyn, and 100% of all raffle and silent auction proceeds will go to her as well. So stop by for the benefit happening at No Label from 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock and grab a couple pints. Spindle Tap is one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located eight miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood-fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletap.com and give us a like on Facebook. We are back. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. We are here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. Stop by, have a few pints with us. You better hurry if you want to get some of this uh, barrel-aged black venom because... Uh, by the time the show's over, there might not be any left. We're going to drink so, it all. Yeah, last segment, if you're listening, I'm uh, still tuned in. Man, we're talking about Republic Hops. Really cool place on the north side of town, growing hydroponic hops. And once uh, this first batch comes out, it's going to be really cool because I think a lot of breweries are going to be jumping on it. Just try, you know, probably, I would, I would imagine first, going to be some pilot batches, uh, some taproom only stuff, try them out, unless yeah, so you'll be able to find some local hops. And probably a whole lot of breweries around Houston. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty, very interesting idea. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's grown all over the world hydroponically. And so, what what made you think that hops? Like, like why why hops? I'd, I'd been wanting to get into the beer industry for a while, uh, trying to figure out some sort of business that we could start. Um, and so we kicked around a couple different ideas, and. Um, it, we landed on growing hops. It was uh, more that I've been growing some at my house for the past four years now. And, you know, you're growing them outdoors. There's only a couple of the kinds that you can and get anything out here. Um, so we uh, homebrew as well. 
and we're trying to think of okay how can we get some fresh hops here but different varieties and you start doing more research and figuring that out it's like oh it doesn't exist for good reasons how can we make it happen and you start getting into the costs of how you can make it happen and it pretty much doesn't work out to be a hobby doesn't make sense no so you put a business around it and then it and it it makes a lot more sense so started to uh put that together um started trying to do research to figure out okay how much uh can we how much are the breweries around here really gonna take how much uh, could the market really hold and it's plenty um rick really did a, a great job helping us out with the research because you know i don't I love craft beer and I go to a lot of the breweries, but I haven't really, you know, met a lot of the people in the industry up to that point. I hadn't. And um, so trying to get information and, and trying to, to support our business model uh, was pretty tough because you're, you're getting gatekeepered all over the place and not getting a lot of the information that you need. So I sent a few questions over to Rick and said, hey, maybe he knows a couple people. I'm pretty sure he does. And within about 30 minutes, I'm getting texts back from different brewers saying, hey, yeah, we'd take about this much. Definitely interested. And kind of started rolling from there. And at that point, I was like, I want in. (laughs) But I has no money. (laughs) There's ways that I can help you, not financially, but make you more money. Well, sold me on that side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a, it is a cool concept. And if you go to Facebook and look up Republic Hops, you can see the photos and the facilities that they built right in the middle of the woods up there, uh, right outside Splendora. Yep, southeast of Splendora. It's uh, pretty isolated. Right, nice how it should be. <laughs> you ever just have, like, you're out there at night just sitting there, like, looking at it, you're like, oh, man. We built this, having a beer, and also you see somebody walk across. Like, where the hell did that person come from? Because it is there's some sketchy areas up there. There is, yeah. There's some interesting characters out there for sure. Yeah, I was actually out there last night uh, tweaking some of the the controls, um, and it's it's a, a eerie feeling sometimes because you're out there by yourself. The lights are flicked on. And the reflection shines off the, the outside of the greenhouse. You can't really see a whole lot about what's going on. It's almost like the movie Field of Dreams, but with hops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's You start walking down walking the Walking in and out of the greenhouse. Exactly. Yeah. If you grow it, they will come. It's jungly in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. uh, we did have a, a run-in with some... Uh, uh, some people coming in and messing with some equipment. And uh, I don't know. They were, they were definitely on something. Uh, that would be morning. my thought. Like somebody was, would think y'all are growing something other than hops there. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they they ended up in jail at the end of the day. But sadly, <laughs> that did happen characters. to uh, a facility trying to grow hops in Dallas this spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were growing four thousand plants in a in an urban warehouse setting, and apparently, we're keeping the front door open. That's smart. Uh, the big garage door open as people were walking by on the street, going, "Oh, where are you growing the, you know, the other things?" It, it, it looks and, a lot uh, like its cousin. Yeah, it looks yeah, a lot yeah, like yeah. And, yeah. And so, <laughs> similarities. I don't know what kind of controls or security they had in place, but apparently somebody came in and not only broke in but trashed the entire facility, trashed all four thousand plants. Basically, so they just put them got out of business back before years they, oh. before they even got started. Oh. They were a brand new startup. They're, they're evidently going to rebuild, and that's good for them. I, uh, I'm glad they are because the amount of work that goes into getting the, the sort of setup going is more than you could ever guess to begin with. And it's just, I mean, everything you do once to those plants, in our case, you have to do literally 2,040 times. Yeah. Everything. Uh, so it's, 
It's a lot. I have a recovering left <laughs> hamstring that can attest to that. <laughs> After plugging in about 2,000 drip emitters. Yeah. Uh, dripometers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> drip so, meters, sorry. Yeah, like a, the Happy Gilmore. My fingers hurt. <laughs> Your back's going to be hurting in a minute. Cause it's just <laughs> Get back to work. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it is really cool. And like I said, uh, the pictures you have now, you have some really nice p- plants that are growing. They've gotten really tall, and you're actually getting some cones on them. Yeah. We, it was pretty remarkable. One of the plants was uh, a very early bloomer. From the time that it was put in a pot, three weeks later, it had cones develop. Nuts. That was not the case for the rest of them, thank God, because we weren't ready for it. But now we're starting to see some good uh, sidearm formation. We're seeing all the buds starting to come out. So uh, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty decent harvest. So is there a way to test like your, your hop cones for the oils and all the... You can. Exactly. Yeah, yeah all it. the different things that, you know, the breweries are looking for. There are labs that are out there that will do um, tests for you. So you send them fresh uh, samples, and they test for the alpha acid uh, level in your oil content. Um, and that's one of the guarantees that we'll have for our brewers is minimum alpha acid and minimal oil content level and be able to back it up with the lab results. Yeah. It's going to be pretty exciting to get those first results back. Yeah, it is. But luckily, whenever you're, you're – Feeding hydroponics, there's a lot less guesswork in it because you, it's it's science. It's you're, science, you're yeah. Exactly it should what be what uh, what you're putting into it. Right. So there's a lot more control with it uh, that way. So hopefully we don't have any surprises. We're not expecting any. An yes. exciting thing is, you know, after a couple of years of proving ourselves and proving that we can produce high quality hops, it opens up the doors to all of the proprietary hop varieties. Uh, you know, the the super popular ones, at least right now, Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo, all the ones that sadly we can't get access to, but we got access to some really great varieties for this season. Um, we have uh, six different varieties growing in the farm. We have uh, a really good portion of Cascade, as well as Chinook, Centennial, uh, Zeus, which is great for bittering. And then Triple Pearl and Alfa Roma. And Alfa Roma is kind of a really unique hop in the fact that, you know, New Zealand is very protective of the hops they create. Well, this is a case where New Zealand kind of stole an American hop and then renamed it Rakao. So Alfa Roma is essentially Rakao, but the American version of that. So that's one that a lot of brewers are playing with and making hazies and then other types of uh, IPAs and PLL varieties. I didn't want to change the subject, but I don't know if so you just noticed. Got a group of people just walk in to the pub, and the guy ordered a, he just ordered a Black Venom and just down the whole thing. Oh, just I didn't see that. Down, oh. I just Chugs. turned it over, chug. Huh. All right. I was impressed. Let's pay attention to him yeah. for about the next half hour. I ought to get good. <laughs> so, it is struggle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It certainly is. I mean, I guess anything is if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you were in, started out. Uh, the, the intention of the beer wasn't just taking it straight to the face. <laughs> Pretty much. In, in slow, aggressive <laughs> sips. Yes. <laughs> well, when the new batch is out, uh, the new batch of hops are out, I know the, you guys are telling me 
set that, uh, that you've already said, yep, I'll make a batch of beer with it. But the cool thing is that we also have uh, grain farms in Texas. Yes. So you can get Texas malt. Now you can get some Texas hops. You can get Texas yeast. I want to try to do an all-Texas pale ale. That was the first thing that popped into my mind when they they brought up that they were going to be growing hops here. I had already uh, met with and talked to the guys that started Tex Malt, and they dropped off samples of, of their stuff. So I already had that part down. Uh, I just needed to find a source for some good hops. And I really, really want to do this because I think it would be cool to have just everything from Texas in a beer and it'll be fresher than sourcing ingredients from all over the country or for certain things from all over the world I mean the fresher the better for stuff like that so absolutely yeah. super yeah. excited that Seth agreed to do this because he makes fantastic beers very consistently and and I'm also super proud because like like us small family-run operation there's not a lot of employees they do all the work and the passion and the dedication that they put into it shows in the product that they put out and i'm super proud that that they're going to take our hops and put them in a beer really excited about this it should be good i'm gonna be excited to drink it yes (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to uh, we'll have to do another show once it's all tap. done, yeah, like, yeah, it's all on the tap. You know, the first place to pour it, be like, Follow all right. Up. First place to pour it. It's, oh, yeah. We're going to have to arm wrestle for that. <laughs> Might do a remote show for that one. It's closer to the farm. That's true. That's true. It's going to be, be interesting. I mean, it, it, what percentage of Houstonians do you think that have been able to have a fresh hot beer before? I mean. Uh, not many. Who? What, what brewery? St. Arnold, well, I think, Arnold is the only one that's done. Down. Yeah, yeah. They, had, they had hops overnighted. Well, this year. They do it once a year, but uh, I think they're the only one. I think they're the only one that, that is able to do so because the it's quantity expensive. and the cost to do that, oh, I don't yeah. think any other small brewery can afford to do it. No, Jet feels a little high these days. <laughs> a little bit. The, the one exception is this year, and John Holler at yeah. Holler Brewing right. has been preaching the fresh wet hop all year long he to has, yeah. meeting uh, to members, and actually arranged four wet hop collabs that he just released. Sadly, while I was on vacation last yeah, weekend, yeah, Mr. Moss. I did. Oh, I did get to try the one that you have on tap. That was at the Brewers Guild Festival a few weeks ago. But yeah, John uh, is a firm believer in the fresh wet ops over at Holler. Again, another awesome family-run, family-owned brewery making really quality beer. And so, I think. The possibility for a fantastic wet hop season with some amazing brewers down here. Huh, no, it just, uh, just uh, around the wet hop festival. It's just around I mean, the corner. It's, it's, there's wet hop festivals all over the place, just not anywhere close to here. Right. So we, <laughs> so we can actually have one. That's going to change. Yep. That's going to change very soon. All right, let's take a break. Get back. We'll talk more with Republic Hops and Copperhead Brewery. Let me tell you guys about a few of my favorite beers from North Houston's 11 Below Brewing Company. 
If you're into hoppy treats, Hipster Sauces are year-round IPA and it's everything you need in life. Clocking in at 6.5% ABV, this easy-drinking IPA features Citra, Mosaic, and Amarillo hops to give you that citrusy, juicy hop flavor with balanced, a very nice balanced bitterness. You can find cans of Hipster Sauce at your favorite craft beer retailer, and you know half the time you can find it on tap here at Drink of Ages. For you stout fans, 11 Below's Chocolate Milk Stout called Negative Space is coming back out in November. This badass stout is aged on cacao nibs, cinnamon sticks, and two types of chili. So mimic a Mexican hot chocolate with 9.5% ABV. It's rich, delicious, and only released once a year, so get it while you can. The release party is at the brewery on November 9th with a... Man, they're going to have so many different special variants on tap. You definitely want to check it out. So check out 11 Below. Find them on Facebook, on the web, and man... Don't forget, November 9th, the special release party of Negative Space. Hello, Houston. This is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course, food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our taproom is open Friday and Saturday, and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to 6 for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. Just say no. I'm not gonna have it. Says Drink of Ages Radio Show. A lot of conversation going on in between breaks. That um, honestly, we, we say it all the time. Is like that's that's when a lot of things get said. We could have been done with the show a long time ago, like content-wise, because take a break, end up talking about all kind of other stuff, and it's like, all right, what are we talking about now? Beer, hops. Wait, yeah. where are we? Where Most are we? of the off-air things, conversation needs to stay off-air. Things change when the record point. button gets hit. You're like, uh, what were we talking about? It's like this uh, censorship thing off. comes yeah. on the, the yeah. Oh wait, ESPN. Let's uh, talk. Let's let's you know tone down the conversation <laughs> and certain words and phrases and jokes and. Let's give yeah. a shout out to your sponsors. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Actually, it's a good idea because you're up there in Humble, Rick. Cheers. And Burger I am uh, in Humble, right there, right out 59 in Townsend. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been out there yet, but good burgers, really great beer list. And uh, so you haven't been up by there? Go by, check them out. <laughs> Republic Hops, uh, Mike and Rick here. And then from Copperhead, we have Seth Ernest and Matthias Elsal hanging out. Matty D. So, uh, yeah, man, last segment talked about how cool it is putting together a Texas-only made ingredient beer. Texas-only yeah. ingredient made beer. I think it'd be really cool to do something like that. I don't think anyone has done. I mean, Texas hops are hard to find. I don't. I think you're the only one, uh, the only one that I have heard of, at least locally or... Yeah, Correct. We are the first in the area. We're, oh, yeah, you actually we, we have We are hops. the first in the greater Houston area. There, we do have a predecessor. 
They have a greenhouse in the Central Texas area. They're called the Hopper Dashery. Uh, we did get the privilege of meeting those guys at the Craft Brewers Guild Festival, yep. and they had a collaboration with one of the local Central Texas breweries, Lazarus, where they had a wonderful Freshwood Hop Hill at the uh, Partners in Craft event on but Friday night. But they sold night. only to that brewery, right? One they don't brewery, sell to yeah. just uh, that's anyone. That's not true. They, no? they, no, no, they, they're, they're just like us. They're, okay. uh, they're a year ahead of us. So, but they're growing a lot of the same things. Okay that we grew just based on the fact that we're new growers we haven't proved our chops yet so we get to the access to the non-proprietaries initially they're going through the same process they're a year ahead of us so i imagine this year they're probably going to grow the same things we're growing and then the next year they get access to the really cool things and we'll be a year behind them on that and uh that's great they were super nice guys uh very collaborative. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, there are so many craft breweries in the Texas market right now that, that you know, we're excited that we're getting on the ground floor. I and, think uh, it would be pretty easy to find enough people interested in. I mean, I know as soon as you told me about it, I was like, oh, yeah. If yeah, I could absolutely. Put, a, put together an all Texas beer, I would totally do it. It's been super easy and a no brainer, especially for the brewers that you know have come from another region where that's something that they played with normally so there has been a little bit of an education curve down here with some of the folks that are just used to using pelletize only or you know whatever or or dry whole cone so you know a little bit of a learning curve but at the end of the day i think uh, uh the quality of the hops and the quality of the product being produced from those hops is gonna is gonna speak for itself. Yeah, it's just like anything. All right, let's get through the first round <laughs> right. and, right. and look at some final final products. Right. Right. And then after that, it's like, oh wait. And then other breweries are like, man, that that Pillow Copperhead was pretty dynamite. Where did you get those hops? And then just it'll just keep growing. Exactly. And, growing. and you know, everybody starts somewhere. So. Just yeah. like, you know, the wife and I started Hop Stop. What, almost, we have our four-year anniversary coming into January. I think we may do it the first week in February this year just to avoid conflicting with Buffalo Bayou. But, yeah, everybody starts somewhere, and you, you stick your feet in the ground, and you put out a quality product, and, and you let that stand for itself. Seth, what year did you guys start? Uh, four years ago, August just before so we, we did had our, yeah. yeah i remember when we first opened uh you and don showed up uh when our tap room was open and you said yeah we're gonna be opening up a craft beer bar and i was like sweet i don't think there's anything like that over there so i think we were one of the first like special I, i'm pretty special sure we opened or, with either striker or yeah, medusa yeah. for our first beer from you on our opening tap list yep. i'd have to I'm sure somewhere in the annals of our Facebook page. It was either Striker or Medusa or maybe both. I would imagine. I think we actually drove kegs out there and delivered it back then. Yeah, y'all were self-distributing at that time. Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. That was, man. Man, I'm having to think back now. I'll I'll cheers you for that one, brother. (laughs) There have been quite a few breweries back. He was the same way. I remember Dawn and I, uh, before we opened up, we walked to Back Pew. And, and their production brewery where they make all their beer 
was still rebar. They didn't hadn't even poured the concrete for the floor, and Bobby's pouring us his test batches out of his keyser. And and um, just like, yeah, we're definitely going to do business with you. Super excited. And that was kind of the same thing. Yeah. You guys, Back Pew, Spindle Tap was just up and coming at that time. It's been really neat to grow up over the last, you know, three and a half, four years and see some amazing growth in the Houston beer market. I visited quite a few, uh, just in the last six months, I visited quite a few different uh, areas of the country in their craft beer. Some that are kind of legendary. And while there are fantastic beers up there, I, I tell you what, on the whole, across the board, Houston is producing beer as good or better than, than most of the other established I would, I would craft agree. beer markets. Houston doesn't get as much hype as other beer markets, but it's coming. If, if you pick any style just about, there's a brewery here that's doing something that's at least as good or better than everything that's all hyped up out there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, but where we win, yeah, we're making as good if not better beer, but we win on food. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, right yeah. there. Houston's better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we might tie in a lot of categories, but food, right. first place. That's right. Everybody that comes here, it's the food's great. They leave eight pounds heavier. Pounds. It's like I was only there a weekend. <laughs> wait, wait, food. Well, yeah, yeah, it's food, but even more specifically, taco trucks. <laughs> oh, man, hey. nothing better. Then a quesadilla the size of a small baby on a plate for like four fifty, with a, a, a Mexican Coke and a side of salsa that will take the taste buds off your tongue. <laughs> Except for the last part, I can't handle spicy things now, with the white. Now, I'm, now I'm hungry. Thanks. Well, this whole this whole show, like, like you guys are sitting on that side of the table. Seth and I are sitting on this side of the table watching, the, for whatever reason, we have Cooking Network on. And they're, first, it was, a, it was a show about the best burgers in the United States. So that's why I'm not really making eye contact, because I was watching. And then this is like barbecue tacos and pie. And it's like, man, three of my favorite things. And somehow, you know, trying to keep the show together. That's why I just, you guys just talk amongst yourself. I'm going to think about food for a little bit. <laughs> So, do you guys already have the next barrel aged planned? Uh, actually, yeah, we're we try to keep two or three different things going in barrels at all times. So we've got the next two or three in the works already. Uh, somehow, I was able to get my hands on some 14-year-old Fitzgerald bourbon barrels. How did that happen? Uh, bugging the right people for a long <laughs> enough period of time. Um, so yeah, Black Venom is aging in those. And oh, wow. then we just filled some Jack Daniels barrels with Medusa, which we did one barrel of that before that was a taproom-only release just to see what would happen. Yep. The flavor profile from Medusa and JD... It works. That's awesome. It works man. better than I the thought it would. The cherry Medusa is delicious. I can't imagine what a barrel aged version of it's going to be like. Yeah. It just makes it better. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it's it's like yeah, you know, if you have a taco and you put sour cream on it. Yeah. It just makes it better. And you also went to Kentucky, right? So can you we talk about the bar- the in, Buffalo uh, Trace single back barrel pick? April, we uh, somehow same thing bugging enough people for like a year. Uh, we got in at Buffalo Trace, and we got to go pick our own 
single barrel of Buffalo Trace bourbon for Copperhead Brewery. Like the little single barrel sticker has yeah. our brewery logo on it. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, not very many people get to do that, but it was a it was a really cool trip, really fun. Uh, I'm gonna try to do the same thing again for next year if I can. Make if it an annual keep, trip. If I can keep bugging the right people, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of bourbon. Is there uh, gonna be an event for that, Seth? Huh? Is there gonna be an event for something like that? There may be an event where uh, we age a beer in that particular single barrel and have an event with both. Products, <laughs> maybe like a party favor for the price of admission or something. Probably, if you if you buy an admission ticket, you may or may not have a free gift once you exit the building. We'll see. All these, all these, you know, up in the air situation going on over here, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I think there's there's a, there's something trying to be said that's not exactly. <laughs> I think it's called a teaser. Maybe, teaser? maybe. Yeah. Sounds like a good goodie bag. Sounds like a really good goodie door. bag. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> right. Might come with a sticker. Yeah. It, it will have a sticker on it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll just keep talking about this during breaks. <laughs> 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 Whatever it is that uh, that we can might we can look forward to. Them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's drink some more beer, man. We'll get you guys to talk. This <laughs> 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 is Drink of Ages. Uh, be right back. Stay tuned. If you have either one, you need to contact my friend Brian Kircher over at Draftsmiths of Texas. He takes care of all the beer lines at Drink of Ages, which makes it, you know, when breweries come in, they, they try their beer on tap. It tastes as good as it does the brewery. He can install your system, maintain it, glycol, do the whole thing. Give him a call at 713-647-1100 or just look him up online, dstexas.com. And man, let him take care of your beer lines. Are you thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, Contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is ambersear.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man. You need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware, 
Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for CaskBranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and, man, he'll take care of you. You are listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show. John Denman, DJ Muskrash, and producer. We are here at Drink of Ages Pub. Uh, if you want to come by and drink some of this delicious Copperhead Barrel Age Black Venom, then you better hurry up. Uh, Old Weller ain't Rick's drinking at all. Old Weller. Rick is not Weller drinking at all. Yeah, and those barrels were hard to get, but they are awesome. Uh, this is a pretty phenomenal beer. So Copperhead's our guest, Republic Hops. Our guests hanging out all night at the pub tonight. And now this beer is pretty damn tasty. It is, uh, we already watched one guy chug it. Uh, that was that exciting. Was, that was interesting. Yeah. He was at his bachelor party. Bachelor party. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Makes more sense now. I, I don't, I mean, is, uh, never mind. You got a bachelor party. So, yeah, rolling through. I'm, I'm glad they stopped at the pub, had some pints, chugged some beers. Right. Uh, it was a good time. And I don't, I mean, I didn't chug mine. I've been sipping on mine. I, I'm not gonna chug one of those. No. Just maybe we need a round, a, a chugging round. No, just no. the end of segment. I have a taster pour <laughs> only. Hmm. I'm off husband and dad duty tonight, so maybe. <laughs> well, we'll yeah. watch you chug one then. Yeah, let's let's, let's uh let's sit here and watch some some beer chugging. I mean, we'll that, be that all makes like... great radio. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's been a fun night over here, um, hanging out with you guys. The subjects you're doing over Republic Hops, that's really cool. And looking forward to some of the, the hops getting into the brewer's hands and getting into the brewer's kettles and actually making some beer out of them. That's going to be pretty exciting. Yes. Another exciting thing is we're looking at probably Michael and I are still trying to hammer out a date. We've got one tentatively set, but... Early November, we are going to have an open house for the local brewers to come out. It'll probably be on a Saturday or a Sunday uh, where they can come out to the farm, come see, touch, feel the hops, and we'll have little signs with their stickers. And you want to plant a stake in a plant and claim that as yours for your fresh wets, you like the way they're growing, come claim your plant. We're going to do that. Uh, uh, we'll also probably have the same thing for the local homebrew community as well. Um, for sure, we're going to supply the local homebrew community. Uh, that That's something that we'll talk about uh, in the future. Right now, we really want to take care of the pro brewers. That is an and interesting idea that I didn't think about. But, yeah, there's some very large homebrew groups in and around the Houston area that would probably eat that yeah. up as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. I've, I'm already in contact if homebrewing, you the, could go pick your own. For, oh, dude, yeah. I'm thinking back in the day when I homebrewed, yeah. I would have loved to be able to drive somewhere and go pick my own. That was something we hops. learned that been amazing. the Dashery guys. Sorry to interrupt you there. But uh, when we met them uh, at the festival, that was one thing they did is, yeah, they're offering up their farm to come out. Homebrewers come out, pick your own hops. You know, you get to grab just the quality you want off the vine. Like kids at a strawberry farm. Absolutely. (laughs) Same kind of of theory. But uh, in in the interim, I I really think that 
one thing that's going to help kind of fuel the spark that's going to get the hops flowing and moving to the different breweries is bringing them out there letting them see you know facebook page shows yeah sure we got this fancy greenhouse we got all these hops growing but actually walking in and seeing break up you know not only that but just seeing the care that's been given with with the how what i have to say man i'm super proud that that you know i I got. I actually. Uh, I felt like I struck the lottery and got lucky because Michael grew up, went to high school with my little sister. His mom and my mom are besties, and literally, he grew up across the cove from my grandparents' lake house on Lake Livingston. So I've known him since he was probably eight years old, and the fact that he decided to do this and bring me into the fold, I'm super excited because I just really think that. Freshwood hops in Houston. I'm really excited. We're gonna have a fresh, wet hop beer season in Houston. Just let that sink in. We're on the Gulf Coast, and we're gonna have a fresh, <laughs> wet hop season. Best coast, best coast, <laughs> best coast. No, it is exciting, and uh, I hope it all you know works out as planned because. Um, I can see. You yeah, should I mean, talk just, to your just, friend Garrison. That I helped. Was, yeah, I was up in, um, you know, the Washington. Like I said, there was wet hop everything. Everywhere yeah. you turn, somebody had a wet hop beer. It's a huge deal up there. It really is. It's just something that we don't get to experience here, really. No, and it, it does impart different flavors. I mean, right. it's just a different, most of them are Pale Ale's IPAs, but uh, it, it's just a different tasting Pale Ale or IPA, so... Looking forward to the one that Copperhead comes up with. Uh, what else you guys have going on? Uh, just keeping our barrel-aged stuff rolling. Uh, our double dry-hopped IPA, Citra Addicted, is going to be released next, actually, at the brewery this weekend. Kegs will go out next week. Awesome. Uh, other than that... We will be tapping one of those kegs of Citra Addicted, yeah. along with a Weller Antique Black Venom. And Cherry Medusa will be picked up as well pretty soon once they get the label approval yeah, on that one. Cherry Medusa. That's already been released at the brewery. And Kegs hopefully if the labels are ready, Cherry really Medusa and Blood Orange Striker, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, we'll, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> Everybody I'm, I loves be that to, beer. You might, might want to just I might be making, able to make that happen. You Rick's got to learn the art of the tease the like, like you have. Uh, the last one we did, Tangerine Striker, that one... That was delicious. That was a good summertime beer. Either way, we're going to be tapping a bunch of great beers uh, with Copperhead. Uh, we, Hop Stop has a tradition of hosting Copperhead the Thursday before Halloween. Yes. Every year. And this year, Thursday is Halloween. Even better. And, even better so if you're a cigar smoker come sit and smoke cigars with seth on the patio we're gonna tap that's the usually weller. what happens towards the end of the night to yeah, yeah. weller antique black venom we're gonna tap uh um help me out maddie we're gonna I think tap we copperhead gold went through that one but the, the real thing that people should show up for is to figure out and see what uh, rick's gonna show up in 
Oh, right. it's always oh. pretty, pretty. I heard there good. was polyester involved. I'm just saying. Uh, I think I, I think I this hope is it's a lot of polyester, but you never know. I think this is where we need to end the show. So, <laughs> want to thank Republic Hops for coming and hanging out <laughs> with us, man. Very cool. Uh, looking forward to coming up there and checking out the facility. Carbonhead Brewery, thank you guys as well. Thanks for making badass beers, man. You've got them on tap right now. Stop by Drink of Ages. And looking forward to some of the Citra Dicted. Yes. So we'll have that on tap as well coming up as soon as we get the kegs. Next thank you, week. John. Yeah, uh, I want to thank everybody thank you, for listening to this week's show. Sponsored, you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all kind of other places on the internet. And if you're able to, stop by No Label tomorrow. I'll be pouring beers at 1 p.m. for a charity event. Uh, very, very, for exceptional lady over at No Label. So awesome. going through some really bad stuff. But uh, everybody be safe out there. Go Astros. Talk to everybody next week. <laughs>